Hello, welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. My name's Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into Dungeons and Dragons. Today, Sam, we're talking through the void. The void. Today, obviously, we are starting off our planes episodes where we're going to basically explore all of the different planes of existence that exist in the D&D world. What are and we talking begin- today, Ed? Well, beginning today, we are going with the Feywild. Nice. Feywild, Feywild, Feywild. Um, okay, so let's crack into it. So the Feywild is um, basically a mirror of the material plane. Now, we've spoken, we've dabbled into this a little bit with a few of the classes stuff and a few of the races stuff because it it basically has such an effect on the prime material plane, so basically what is the equivalent of our Earth, mm-hmm. that that kind of leads through into everything else. Kind of so like an fe- echo. Yes, exactly. And that's actually a really good way to kind of talk about the Feywild because it is that it, it it reflects the prime material realm in that if you have a mountain in the prime material you will see it appear in the Feywild. Like the upside down or is that too dark? Uh that's that's similar. The upside down is is the shadow fell, which is kind of like the other side of the coin. Oh so, that's right, yeah, yeah yeah. Yes. Um so the Feywild is an area where it reflects the material plane, but what it does is it amplifies everything. So it okay. amplifies uh, magical elements, it amplifies um, sort of emotional levels. So, so what, if you go down there, you get, if you're an ang- if you're like a barbarian and you mm-hmm. rage, you get even ragey. If you're chilled yes. out, tiefling bard, you're even more sort of, hey man. You're, you know, you're way more mellow. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Um, it basically gives you it gives you a nice new role playing aspect to your characters because it, it allows you to basically put the the minutia of your char- of your what personality I suppose and and really kind of go like oh he's a little bit of this but actually here he's actually way more of that. Hmm, I like that. That is a really cool storytelling device. Yeah, a way I mean, to sort of shake up your group a little bit. Yeah, exactly, and that—that's what you see from a lot of the Denzians of the Feywild itself as well. Is they're all quite intense and in your face, kind of thing. Um, so let's mm. talk about uh, a little bit of what the effects of being there does to you. So we've already mentioned that it it, it messes with your emotions and it and it messes with your emotional um, ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one side of things. The other side of things is actually when you uh, it, they they're more sort of related to when you come out of the Feywild. So the Feywild has lasting effects on you when you leave it. And it's actually quite a good um, reflection of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so you know how a lot of it is, they put them all to sleep and kind of, um, in the story they obviously put them all to sleep and, and the fairies mess around with their heads and kind of give them ideas and embed ideas in them and mm-hmm. use these people as kind of puppets for their own um, Enjoyment. It's a play kind within of like a play. They're being incepted type thing. Yes, the, as you and said, the going to sleep. Thing, it's yeah. Okay. That's quite nice as well. So you basically, when you come back from the Feywild, a couple of things happen. Time runs differently. Ooh, quicker or slower? Either, either. You don't know. So you could have been in the Feywild for a day, and you come back, and a year has passed in the Prime Oh material. shit! Okay. Yeah. Or, but or you could have been there for a year. 
and you come back and only 10 minutes have passed. Who decides this, your DM or what? Yeah, your DM. So there's a few roles that you can do when you come out, but uh, I think if you're a... It's up to you. You can either choose to kind of go like, do you know what, I I want to move the world on a little bit further, and as a narrative device, the Feywild is really good for doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want you to go in here and then come back five years later and see the little things that you did beforehand, how they've all played out. Um, so you could just say, yes, this has happened, okay. or you can roll it and, and deal with it at that point. I think it's probably best to prepare that because if it is a big set of time, you, you're going to have to kind of, for a real world being imagined, you have to figure that out. You have to figure out what are the steps, how has the climate changed, what's the political things gone on. Maybe before you left, there was a big bad guy running around and you only had a week or so to stop him. Oh, but you can go into the Feywild, train, prepare, come back this badass. It's kind of like, um, ah, shit, that Tom Cruise movie, Live, Die, Repeat, but it wasn't called that, Edge of Tomorrow or something, where he remembered that he kept... It's it's a slightly different thing, but he came back ultimately and he's this big badass because he's run the same day over and over and over and over and over again. And he comes back and takes the bad guy out in one shot. That sort of thing. Yeah, because he knows which which plays do what and where he can get to. That's that's actually a really good one. I like that a lot. That's exactly right. Um, okay. So you could do it that way, but obviously you don't know. So it could even be a risk. You go, I'm going to go and train in the Feywild for 10 minutes and I'll come back with the experience of 10 years. Or, or... it could be vice versa. <laughs> I come back in 10 years with 10 minutes of experience. Yeah, exactly. And go, what has happened? And the interesting like. thing... <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing as well, yeah. This is the other side of the effects of the Feywild. You might have, you might lose all memories of your time being there. Oh, yeah. How does aging work over there? So same, it'll it'll run in the same way. Oh, so you could come back a, an absolute bona fide solid gold badass, but you'd be like twenty years older, even if yeah, you've exactly. gone a day in the normal world. Exactly. Now, there are spells and abilities that obviously mess around with your age. We've seen that um, the monks, they have that undying sort of body, perfect body, I think it's called, or something like that, where Mm -hmm. they just don't age. So that's fine for those guys. And the druids have something very, very similar. Um, But yeah, if you imagine you're just a human fighter, you go in and you've aged 50 years when you come back again, that's going to be a real problem. That is going to be, especially if you've only been gone like half an hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Imagine that. Oh my god, that's that scared me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Don't like that. <laughs> so that's those are the effects of the Feywild. Um, it's a plane of intense natural and magical energy. So you're going to be seeing a lot of um, bombastic flowers, over the top trees. You know, houses in 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 made of like living, yeah, living trees, living wood. Yeah, um, cities that kind of shift in, in time and that 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 element of things always shifting and moving around is probably something that you want to play with as well does time you... move yeah sorry go on sorry so whilst whilst you've got um whilst you've got all these sort of reflective elements of the material plane that are there in solid i think you to have the real reflection of the feywild and of the peoples of the feywild you have to be ever-changing it has to be a uh like a snap decision each time kind of thing so are there places in the Feywild where time moves slower and quicker like don't cross the river because that's like time moves a hundred years to one so to speak 
Do you know what? I don't. That's not something that is that is typically or, or placed out in front of you. I'm going to be honest. I actually have haven't thought of that, but I really like it definitely. Because then you could, could set a whole campaign there, and it's like, yeah, don't cross the river because unless you're an elf, you're going to age horrifically. Yeah, exactly. And you've even got so that's that that brings me quite nicely onto the people that that live in the in in the Feywild and and the Denzians of that area. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned the elves, obviously. Um, they are typically that's kind of where the elves are considered to have come from in the first place. They've always been sort of the Sylvian, um, and we even see those in the sub subspecies of elves in the Eladrin, who are mm-hmm. still very much related to the Feywild, and that is even the changing of the seasons is related to their subcategories, and, and we've, we've obviously gone into that and how that works. Mm-hmm. So the natural changing of things it also comes into a lot of the big bats or the big uh, creatures in that area. And we're going to be talking about the the Seelie and the Unseelie, right? Okay. These are, so the Seelie are considered... Um, they're the fairy queens, basically, the fey queens. And they, and they take a lot of their influence from um, from sort of our culture. So from, from Western Irish, Scottish, um, Welsh, British, old school culture, right? So these Celtic culture. Yes, exactly. Thank you. That's what okay. I was looking for. Um, Titania, you know, that kind of thing. Titania yeah, and Oberon. Yeah. Um, and this is the Seely side of things. So they are the courts of summer and spring. Right. Like that. So they, they will always, you know, they will be about creation. But as part of that, you're also going to be talking about lots of life, bringing a lot of like like power, positive, powerful energies into things, but also like a lot of passionate energies into things as well. So you might see in their courts things like satyrs who are running around playing bagpipes, and they've been doing that for like eight days, eight days of bagpiping music, and, they, and oh they're still God. really into it. You and me... Like we would be like, Mm-mm. I know, can't do eight eight days of bagpipe music. That's way too much. No, shut that shit down. No, nope. five is first five. thing to go. Five, mm, <laughs> feel like anything more than an hour, and that's pushing it for me when it comes to bagpipes. Yeah, that's fair. Let's just play stuff I know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, you've got things like dryads, uh, but dryads can I think can be both sides of things. I'll come into the <clears> other side of the dryads as well. Pixies and sprites. Um, so you know all of those sort of like oh we'll mess around with you a little bit and we'll and you know we'll steal your steal your boots but we'll put them back three days later and they'll be clean. That right. Kind of, okay. Yeah. Kind of way of thinking. Okay. So that's the that's the sealy side of the court. The sealy underbelly. Yes. The other right. side or the underbelly of the sealies are the unsealy. Right. Okay. These are uh, the you know the 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 fey creatures that maybe more represent uh, autumn and winter. They tend to have an affiliation with being a little bit more tricksy. Don't get me wrong, both sides will try and maybe trick you or, or get something from you. And a deal in the Feywild is something you really don't want to be involved with. Why um, is that? I mean, I mean, it seems obvious, but... A great example of this, right? So if we look at the Unseely, and I'm going to go to Disney here for a little bit of inspiration. Um, little Mermaid. <clears throat> Oh, I see. Give us your what was it? Give us your voice. She, I'll give you some legs. Yeah, exactly. She gives up her voice to get her legs, and then goes, "Oh my God, I've actually made a mistake." And that is a typical. And you even look at—I don't know what the bad guy's name is in that film, but you look at the the squid lady, Ursula. Thank you, uh, Ursula. She's she's a great example of a really good, powerful. She's basically a hag. She's a fey fey hag. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she's a great example of, of somebody putting forward a deal to potentially give what you want, but you're going to have to give something back. And, you know, then they might be completely mental requests. Things like uh, you have to touch every single um, cow's right ear that you ever meet. But in return... Yeah. And then I'll give you this flight? information. Mm, I probably want a superpower for that. X-ray visional flight or something. <laughs> but uh, every time you fly past a cow, got to touch his right ear. Well, I just get flight and super speed, so I never late because I'm touching cows in case I fly over a field. Oh, if you flew over a field, you'd have to stick to B roads. If I wore a blindfold, no. Hmm. Sorry, this is for another time. I'm but just, no, I'm that's just thinking out loud here. <laughs> what you're doing there is perfect because even though the phase, that's the way you get out of it, is you look for the, oh, the loopholes, and that's what they will try and do for you as well. Oh right, okay. So they're all every, they're just trying to work the angle. Every yeah, single exactly. Time. They may all all of them might only ever speak truth, but they'll never they'll always omit certain truths. Yeah, well, you didn't ask. Yeah, it's like um, there's a bit in a uh, in the new Aladdin trailer mm-hmm. where Aladdin says to Will Smith, the genie, "Make me a prince," and he says, "Okay, well, you get that one because there's loads of ways to interpret that." And he clicks his fingers, and a prince appears. Right. Fair. Like make me a prince, as yeah. in craft a prince for me. Yeah, it's, I, I get that. I understand. Okay. Yeah, he's he comes out purple, purple rain. Nice. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought they were going to make that joke, but uh, obviously his rides are still too expensive, even for Disney. That's a shame. Oh well, that's okay. So, um, so that's one side of things. So you, uh, yeah, the the courts themselves are a really interesting thing. Now, the other part of things as well, and this is a little bit of side reading that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, a good one for all you Witcher fans out there. Um, Ooh. So one of the the main Witcher three is called uh, is you know the subtitle is the Wild Hunt. Now the mm-hmm. Wild Hunt is actually something that comes from uh, the Fae what the Fae locations, and this is this is in our own law, right? This is in the law that exists in our world. Uh, the Wild Hunt was led by something called the Earl King, who is a Germanic. Um, Fey creature basically and he summons up all these sort of um, spirits that have always been part of their hunters you know what I mean um, and a great you see him actually being represented in uh, what's it called a Tome of Foes which isn't a Wizards of the Coast product it's actually done by uh, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head now but Tome of Foes it's a great example and it has loads of really powerful Fey um, stats out but he has in in there the Earl King is represented as a guy called the Lord of the Hunt, and he's always represented with these huge um, antlers, basically coming out the side of this this uh, his helmet. Okay. Now these are the main antagonists of The Witcher Three. Right. Okay. So there's some really I good little, little things that you can take from there as well. Uh-huh. So the Feywild in itself, right? Don't trust anyone done the time is questionable yeah especially if you've got a roll on it because you're gonna see some yeah yeah yeah, no if you are gonna roll it you're gonna see some crazy sights i like to think it's a little bit like vietnam (laughs) okay right bear with one because of just the amount of drugs that went on for nam Mm -hmm. anyway because you know that there's always going to be some guy pushing something somewhere Oh, There'll always sure, be yeah. a satyr who comes up and goes, "Hey, do you want to, you know, buy this sponge?" Definitely, uh, eat the sponge. Eat the sponge. 
Oh, no, Alice, I don't know. Alice in Wonderland. That's a great example. Eat me, drink me. That stuff is another one. Oh, right. I see. This is a real tricksy realm then. Yeah, exactly. Nothing is like as you a see. A, yeah, you see like anyone. a bird on a fucking branch and you go and pet the bird and it turns out it's the tongue of a much larger creature. Something like that. It's a bigger bird. Yes. There's always a bigger bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so don't trust anyone. You don't know how long it's been since you went there. And when you come back, can you even remember what you did at that point? No. But I think it's a great little place to go. I think I think everybody should. Oh, and the great thing is as well is you can definitely see it influencing your, your campaign settings. So even if you're in the material plane, how do you get through these plane places? You know, there must be points where this magic and this energy does leak through. You can, yes, there are spells which give you the ability to, you know, cast a gate where you step through and you go into a different play, but for them to even exist in the, in the, in their well, in, in the material plane, so in our world, there must be something that pushes through it. Hmm. Kind of like, maybe like harmonic convergence in the Legends of Korra, the, uh, the Avatar series, mm-hmm. where the two, the spirit plane and every so many, I don't know what it is, thousand years or so, uh, the normal world and the spirit world they get really 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 close and if you you know if you cast a spell or something you can punch a hole through purely because they're so close for those yeah. certain amount of time hmm. okay. the um, the legacy of uh, the way that Thor runs they're, they're different planes you know they're all just on certain uh, branches of Idrisil the, the life tree oh like Midgard Asgard yeah um, exactly Jotunheim and the rest yeah and all the others um so there there must be points where those can come through and i even like to think that we have our own uh representation of that in our world because obviously we have these places of just ridiculous natural beauty now that we know where they've come from that's a lot of it a lot of it is explained the giant's causeway in ireland you know you go back yeah a few hundred years and look at that and you go yep some you know a giant made this because it because that's what makes sense that's the only way yeah. that we can explain this. Or, Witchcraft, you know, yeah. Exactly, it's, it's that stuff. Where did leprechauns come from? Maybe somebody did see something like a, le- like a leprechaun, and that leprechaun came through through just a, a shifting in, in between the worlds and how that runs. So you definitely, in your own campaigns, if you have a prime material, which you will do, that's where everybody starts out, you've mm-hmm. got to have some points where the other realms leak through and and those will have effects on the surrounding area you may it come would, across yeah, your, yeah go on. Go. i was just gonna th- i was just thinking it would really suck if you came back you lost your memory and the world had passed you by by a century yeah but you hadn't aged a day and you just get pop but you just appear in yep. this world that's not a bad character start off is it you no, have no idea brilliant. why you're here yeah i like that or you're fighting you're still fighting a war that you went to fight years ago and everybody's moved on since then. Oh, yeah. Because for you, it's been 10 minutes in the Feywild, and you can't remember why you went in, but in that time, a thousand years have gone past. You come out, and like you're you're like, ah, oh, goddamn dwarves, and everyone's like, whoa. Whoa, you can't use the D word, son. Jesus. Yeah. It's how it's I so- imagine, like, in, like, 50 years when Harry Potter's really old and he's still saying muggle at Christmas and people get really shitty about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I used to be one. <laughs> yeah. It's not a choice. 
granddad. It's not a choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Right. Okay. That's the Feywild. Let's let's do that. That's the Feywild. We'll call it there. There's so much more that you can go into, and um, there's definitely some good books out there. It, first of all, it's in the Dungeon Master's Guide. There's some great stuff in there. But there's actually some. Uh, I think it's a fourth edition book called Ooh. The, the Wilds of the Fey, something like mm-hmm. that. That's a really good resource if you're really interested in looking at some stuff from mm-hmm. that front. Now, awesome. that's the side of things. Sam, do you want to do What's That Spell? Always. Do the Lovely. jingle. Do the jingle. What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? What's my spell? Sam, are you ready? I'm ready. Find the path. Right. Now, if this isn't what I think it is, I'm never doing this podcast again. <laughs> Does it? And don't not give me a point if it summons a map or something. It shows. It's a spell that you cast and it shows you where, where to go. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Yes! That a Get spell it. allows you to find the shortest, most direct physical route to a specific fixed location that you're familiar with on the same plane of existence. Ah, interesting. Okay, I yeah. see why you picked that one. Yep, you know, useful. Now, the nice thing is, is is it's not, they don't screw you here with the wording, which is something that a Fae would do, and they don't just give you the direct route as the crow flies. Oh, I see. Yeah, just over that mountain and through that lava pit and you'll be there. Exactly. Whereas you would see if you made a deal with a Fae creature to kind of give you directions in the right point, they'd go, yep, just straight that way. And then you, you come to, you know, a ravine that's just impossible to get across. Yeah. Exactly. All right, let's go with gate. Gate. Yes. How are we spelling gate? The same way as you would spell gate. G A T E. Thank you, Fay Ed. <laughs> um, gate. Is it? Uh, hang on, gate. I was thinking like, I don't know. I'm going to take a. Does it summon a gate, and you can put the gate on a wall, and then you can walk through the wall? Oh. Like, is that? Am I close? No. Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks like for getting it. my hopes up. Cheers. I like it, I like it cool. too. That's why I said it. Go on. No, so gate is you conjure a portal linking an unoccupied space you can see within range to a precise location on a different plane of existence. Oh, I like that. So that's one of the spells you can use to get in and out of the favor. Yes. yes, it is. Or the any other thing like as well that's interesting mm-hmm. with this is you can use it to speak the name of something... And it will come through the gate itself. So you Amazing. Can almost, yeah, you can use it as a summoning spell. Let's say you know the name of um, a high-powered demon, and you know you go Shogoth. Uh, Shogoth. Yeah. yeah. And boom, <laughs> he basically steps through. But if you do this in an area where you have your own big bad, kind of drop it and then leg it. Yeah. That could certainly help. I mean, I like yes, that. you have oh. now unleashed a, a, a massive demon into the new world but you know somebody else can deal with that exactly another plucky party of adventurers <laughs> all right let's go with the last one okay magic mouth magic mouth mm-hmm. does this allow you to um I'm, I'm thinking it's something to do with speaking languages but i know there's something else there's another spell for that which you've told me about um, uh, magic mouth, mouth or mouse? 
mouth. Ma- as in eyes. You speak it, with. Yeah, okay. As in eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> magic mouth. Does it let you... Is it to do with food? Or talking? I'm not going to do man. You've got to get this yourself. I think magic mouth lets you speak any language. Okay. No, it does not. Um, Fuck. So magic mouth is basically the magical equivalent of an answering phone message. You Like a implant, talking Patronus? Yeah, exactly. You implant a message within oh, an okay. object, and then the message is uttered when a trigger condition is met. So, so if you open the fridge, you go, Get milk! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For example. Um, the Howler in Harry Potter. Right, yeah, 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 I see. That's a great example. Now, it can only be 25 words or less, so there is a oh, limitation on it. So it is... Twitter. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, it's magical Twitter. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a lovely little one. And it's only a second level illusion spell. So I think it's really nice, especially if you want to do... Um, you know, if you're doing it like a, a slightly subvertive campaign where you need to... Where there's lots of spies and things going on. And you say, when this person so you you name the person touches this piece of paper mm-hmm. play message and the message is this you know and those those conditions can be as obscure and as innocuous as you like yes exactly because i'm thinking if i had a castle i'd just tell all the doors when anyone that isn't me opens them just go boo really loudly <laughs> and that's the perfect perfect and then they don't all the other doors would wake up and it's like oh by the way if you hear boo also say boo but then you don't know where the, where the door that has been opened has originated from. Can you imagine that if you had a friend over and they went to the toilet in the middle of the night? Boo, 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 boo. Brilliant. I mean, I love that as an idea. All right, I think let's... I'm well suited to the fight. I really yeah. am. The way my head works, I think, yeah. Well, I think as long as you're out to just trick everybody that you meet, yeah, this definitely works. Thanks, Ed. No worries, mate. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Okay, let's bring the show to a close. Obviously, um, this week we've been doing it over Skype through the realms of technology. Um, mm-hmm. But we will be back to our normal style of recording. Sam's away doing some very important work for the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Thanking you. I guess. Yeah, let's go with that. And yeah, so we will re- return to our normal style of programming very soon where we'll both be in the same room. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you've enjoyed the show, do share it with anybody that you would like to, one, get into the game or you already play with. That would be lovely. We've had some lovely comments recently from um, some people on Reddit who have been very appreciative and said how much it's helped their starting out the game. So thank you very much, guys. You know who you are. Um, obviously follow us on all social platforms we're talking we're on Instagram we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook you can also listen on iTunes Spotify and SoundCloud all of those and we've been Starter Set you've been our listeners roll well and we'll see you next week bye bye brilliant ha <laughs> ha